surely the presence of love is in this place. So with a mind at peace and a heart open to love for all, let us go into the interior of ourselves with the thought that God alone is power. God is the life. God is the light, the power. the presence, the beauty, the truth, divine intelligence expressing here today. We are one with God. We are divine intelligence expressing, expressing love, filling this place up with love today. With our wisdom, with our knowing the truth, We brought all of that with us today. We are one with God. The kingdom of heaven is within us. The Father is always with us. We realize that God is our activity. God is our substance. God is the one cause, the one power. presence we are and we know we are love, joy, peace happiness, truth, beauty these attributes are in our consciousness expressing animating this body this effect, this form we call a body we give great things As we notice realization that the kingdom of heaven is within, and whatever your name is, Greg, John, Susan, David, God is with you, and all that he has is ours. As we open ourselves up to this presence that's flowing through us, that's guiding us, that's animating us, that's giving us our thoughts, Everything that's been provided for us, and we use it every day. We give great thanks to the Father and our one. That this presence, this power, and by the grace of God, we're expressing and giving love in this church in this community, in this state, in this country, in this world. We're expressing all our, this divine essence, this love that's just flowing out from us right now. So much thanks, so much gratitude that the grace of God is upon us. We release these words into the law, the law that follows the living spirit. It's in there. It's working. And so as we pray, we just wait and we will see the results.
it is done. It is so. So it is. So we're in the middle of, of a month of taking a look at the idea of abundance, uh, prosperity. And prosperity is not just money. It includes money, but it's not just money. It's abundance of peace. It's abundance of love. It's abundance of health. It's abundance of whatever form of good that we want to experience. How many of us want more abundance of good in our lives? And some people don't have their hands up, so I guess they don't want more abundance, but okay. And the universe will hear you say that. I'm not, I don't care. I'm too lazy to raise my hand. <laughs> Whatever. Love you anyway. And the universe loves you anyway. So last week we talked about that the, we live in a universe that is abundance. Is abundance. And it's important to know that, because if we think we live in a universe of lack, not enough, a God who likes some people and doesn't like some other people, and who gives to some and doesn't give to the others. And by the way, you can be liked by God and be punished by God to test you out according to certain people's belief systems. We don't believe that. We don't believe that. We live in a universe that is, is it's like the sun. It's constantly on, giving its full self. It doesn't look down at earth and say, I, I don't like that person over there. I'm not going to shine on them. The sun doesn't do that. Even if we live in the Northwest and it's cloudy, the sun is still not doing that, right? I, I walked in today and, and uh, Susan Kibbe said, what, what's that big bright thing out in the sky? It's, it's a, you know, and I, I'm, I'm frightened, I don't know. There, there, was a guy, there was a guy who moved here from Arizona and it, he moved here in October and it had been six months and he hadn't seen the sun and he, he saw this little kid walking along and he goes, when does the sun ever come out? And the kid goes, I'm only six years old, how would I know? I haven't seen it yet. So we know about the potential of infinite abundance. But there's two forms of energy, right? From, if you remember your high school physics, there's potential energy and there's kinetic energy. And kinetic energy is the energy put into motion. I knew you would know that. Kinetic energy is the energy put into motion. See, it does us no good to know that there is love until we be love. It does us no good to know that there is chocolate until we experience chocolate, right? Okay? I mean, that's what we want, yes? It does no good to know that there is an infinite abundant supply until we tap into it and know how to work with that. We have to realize that. We have to be the peace. We have to be the change that we want to be in the world. We have to, as their song said in the opening, call it in. I'm calling in this infinite universe, this infinite knowing into me. We have to connect with it. We have to, last week, for those of you who missed it, I informed everybody that you're a bunch of hoses. Okay? We're hoses tapped into the divine. And we can open up the spigot. We're tapped into this infinite supply that we can open up the spigot to and allow it to flow in, or we can close it down. We can have a hose that's congested and all kinked and, and not let much flow through. Okay? And so we're looking at how can we be better hoses. That's what this church is all about. You can say when you, when you go back on Monday and say, what do they talk about in that church? It's like, how to be a better hose. <clears throat> Now, make sure you say that right. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to be a better hoe. You want to be a better hose. Okay. Just so we're clear. 
So this week we look at how to be clearer hoses for, the, for that abundance and it helps to have process. It helps to have tools, right? It helps to have kind of a roadmap for how to do that. Yes? Okay. When, when Roman first started playing guitar, he did not just pick it up out of, out of you know, birth and just start playing guitar. He probably had some charts to work with and some tools to work with and some processes. And you probably had the same for vocals and a little bit of lessons and structure, right? And so it's good to have a process for being clear. So I'm going to play with a process with, with a class I'm teaching right now called the five gifts of abundance. And we're going to look at those five gifts for implementing, for taking this infinite abundance and moving it into our lives in whatever direction, whatever way we want. Okay? So having a process. So the word gifts is an acronym. And the first letter of the word gifts is G, and it stands for gratitude. Gratitude. It's impossible to be in gratitude and be feeling lack at the same time. Try it sometime. Really being in gratitude. Meister Eckhart, 14th century uh, Christian mystic, said, if our only prayer is thank you, it is enough. It is enough. Um, Christian D. Larson, who wrote, uh, who wrote a lot of stuff, but um, wrote The Pathway of Roses, says, when we feel that the universe will give us anything we may ask for, how many of you really feel, in your gut, you know for sure the universe will give you anything you ask for? Okay? When we know it. And, and I have to say, a lot of times we don't. And I, I, you know, there's times I don't know that. So just, I'll be, you know, we'd be honest. When we know, that, when we feel that the universe will give us anything we may ask for, that there is no doubt about it whatsoever, we cannot do otherwise but give expression to the very soul of gratitude. And this gratitude is both limitless and endless. We live in gratitude when we know we're living in this universe that is just here to be us fully. To be us as peace, as love, as wholeness. To be vibrant ourselves. Gratitude is the first and perhaps the most important step of the whole process. Because what we put our attention on is what increases, yes? Okay. And so... And, and what I want to say is it's not just a little bit of attention. It's what we put our emotional, our energetic attention on. Is it lack or is it abundance? Where is my energy going with that? See, the universe doesn't care just necessarily what we put our attention on. It's what am I interested in? What do I continuously pay attention and give emotion to? So it's... it's I can tell you from personal experience, it does no good to spend five minutes going, I believe in the infinite abundance of the universe, and the next 12 hours going, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough anything, where's my, you know, I don't have love, I don't, you know, all that stuff, okay? Because that's where my emotional energy goes. Yes? Okay? So it's, do I emotionally, do I, in, with energy, engage in the belief and the knowing and experiencing of abundance? So a practice that people use, can use is a gratitude journal. Being grateful, practicing being grateful. And being grateful, again, with energy, with passion. If you're like me and you're a chocolate lover and you just discovered a brand new bakery, which I just did, that has a really fabulous chocolate Oreo cake, and you consumed it, well, part of it, because I couldn't actually finish the whole thing, it was so big, I was in real emotional gratitude. I don't know how my waistline was feeling, but I was in, my taste buds were in emotional gratitude. Right? Yes? That's the gratitude. I'm grateful for 
The love of this universe. I'm surrounded. I'm grateful for the beauty of this universe. Tuesday morning, I was, I was down at the fish market, and, and it, was, it was kind of one of those misty mornings. And the, the young guy at the, the fish market was saying, it's like, I love these kind of mornings. I love these kind of, just, it's just a little misty in there. I'm like, I do too. I love that. You know, I lived in L.A. For, for a bunch of years, and of course, you know, I lived in Reading for three years before I moved here. And it's just like, I appreciate misty, quiet, calm mornings. You know, I also appreciate the sunny days. You know, many of you know I have a convertible, and so it's nicer to be able to take the top down when it's not raining than it is when it is raining. Can we feel that gratitude? And so that's our first practice, is to feel, to live in that state of gratitude, and to, if I forget, return to it over and over again, to that deep feeling of gratitude. The second practice, the I in gifts, is Intentions. Having an intention, having a clear intention. We are intentional beings. Consciously or unconsciously, we are intentional beings. So after we open our hose to the full flow of the infinite bounty, after we clear it out, we have to aim it somewhere, yes? If, if you walk out with a hose into your garden, do you walk out and just kind of wave it around and go, yeah, well, wherever the water falls is fine? Or do you walk out to your flower beds and your vegetable gardens and your hanging plants and aim it at that? Which one do you do? Aim. There's master gardener back there. Aim. We aim it. And so we have to do the same thing with the flow of life. We have to aim it somewhere. It's not enough to just say, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to kind of let that flow. I'm, I'm just going to kind of be in that flow, whatever. No, we aim it. Ernest Holmes says, one of the most important things to remember is that we are always causing something to be created for us. Pay attention to that. We are always, this is what I call the good news and bad news of this teaching, right? We are always causing something to be created for us. And that whatever cause we have set in motion must produce some kind of effect. Must produce it. And so that makes me always ask the question, what am I causing to be put into effect? There's times in my life where I I look at the effect in my life and I say, man, what must I believe, have believed? What must I have asked the universe to say yes to? Because the universe only says yes. What must I have asked it to say yes to to produce that messy result? And that's where I get to start to clear my hose, right? I get to start to clear out my consciousness for what it was that I believed to create that. We want to move from, uh, there's a Zig Ziglar phrase that I love, we want to move from being wandering generalities to being meaningful specifics. Wandering generalities, meaningful specifics. Most people in this world are wandering generalities, right? They kind of, whatever's the flavor of the day, whatever's going on, that's, that's how I'm feeling. How's your day? Oh, I'm not sure yet. I got to figure out how it's going. Instead of intentionally saying, my day is great. It's great because I say it's, it is great. I great. It's great because I say it's Stuff may happen, but I'm choosing it to be a great day. Our real intentions come not from our head, from our intellect, but from our heart and our intuition. We take the time to sit and listen with the mind of the heart. The mind of the heart. We start to hear What is our deep intuition calling forward? One of the practices I love to do with that is a practice called visioning, where I sit and contemplate, what is it that spirit wants to manifest as me? Salad and Roman were saying, what a great house I live in. And I say, yeah, I do. And the way I got that house was I asked, 
what does spirit as me want to live in when I moved to Olympia? And all of a sudden, all sorts of stuff started to move and shift. I got the house for below market price. The people who were in it moved out. And it, was just, it just went bing, 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 bing. And it's a beautiful, wonderful place to live. When we start to listen to that inner voice, we have to take the time to listen. You know, this morning I was sitting in meditation, and I was sitting there, and my mind was chattering away. And I thought, this is really stupid. I'm sitting here at the feet of the Master. I'm sitting here listening to listen to the inner wisdom of the universe, the great wisdom of the universe, and I'm doing all the talking. I'm not the great wisdom of the universe, just in case any of you didn't know that. I'm not. Stuff comes through me, but I'm not. And so it's like, you know, shut up and listen, was what I said to myself. I'm not saying it to you. But that's what I had to say to myself, that one part of me that wanted to chatter away and say, no, no, me, 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 attention, I want to talk. It's like, you get to talk a lot. Listen. I'm going to listen. We want to create consciously because we're always creating anyways. We're always creating anyways, and so we want to be conscious of our creation. We want to go with the flow of intuition. Most people, when they talk about, oh, I'm just going with the flow, they're going with the flow of outer circumstance. Whatever's happening out here, I'm just going to go with that flow. We want to tap into the intuition, what wants to come through us, what is the universe trying to flow through us, and go with that flow, that flow. Solette last night at her concert talked about having a dream. And in the dreams, uh, a person came to her and, and, ta- and spoke with her. And she woke up and, and she mentioned it to Roman. And he said, you need to write that down. You need to write that down. And so it became a song called Mirabelle, which is the name of the person that, in the dream that came to her. Wonderful, beautiful song. But we have to take the time to write it down. We have to take the time to listen and pay attention and be present with it. And then the other thing we have to do is we have to be willing to receive our bounty. See, how many of you have given a gift to somebody that won't receive it? Maybe it's a compliment. Maybe it's a physical thing. How does it feel? How inclined are you to continue to give gifts to that person? <laughs> More? Until you wear them down, until they get overloaded. <laughs> Which is kind of how the universe operates. It's like, okay, you're going to say no to that. How about this? Okay, how about this? Sometimes it's the, how about this, let me get your attention, right? I've had a few of those kind of gifts in my life. Many of us have so many filters of fear, of of we're not good enough, we're not deserving enough. We have this belief in, oh no, you don't know my circumstances. Okay, All this stuff that we don't let the bounty of the universe in. We have to be willing to, and we have to ask for it. Do you have the faith that you'll be supplied? You actually have the faith that if you ask for it, the universe is going to say yes, and it's going to show up. And so that's what you get to play with and work with. The third letter from gifts is the F word. Not that F word. Forgiveness. Take a breath. Forgiveness of others, forgiveness of myself. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about that today because next Sunday we're going to have a wonderful forgiveness, three-hour-long forgiveness experience workshop. Uh, Dr. Harry Morgan Moses from, from Southern California is going to be up here doing that workshop. I invite you to be there, 1230 to 3.30. Suggested donation, $25. If you can't you know, work with him about that. 
I will say that forgiveness frees the flow of love in our lives. That's the capital L love, the infinite flow of the universe, the infinite abundance of the universe. It frees that up. And if I hang on to hurt, I'll just manifest more reasons to feel hurt. Again, what do I put my attention on? If I stay angry at this person for years and years, I'm going to have more hurt and anger in my life. Okay? So that's all I'm going to say about forgiveness. I'm going to move on to another word, dirty word. Ready for another dirty word? It's the T word. Trust is one. That's a good one. Tithing. Okay, don't everybody leave at once. <laughs> Krishna Das, who's a chanter, a Hindu chanter, said when he first came back from India and, and to America, he started chanting, and, and he was at a, doing one of his very first concerts, and he started chanting the Hare Krishna chant. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Rama, 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 Krishna, Krishna. He said he felt, he had his eyes closed while he was doing it, and he felt this breeze through the room. And he said when he looked up, the audience was in half of what it was when he, before he started because everybody was associated with the orange you know, robe guys at the airport with the, you know, the Hare Krishna, what we call the Hare Crunchies, Krishna Crunchies, you know, who were begging for money. It's like, I don't want to be part of that. So don't everybody leave. I just noticed our treasurer left. That's, I'm not sure if that's a good sign or not. <laughs> so many of us have lots of feelings about tithing. We've had experiences with it. We've had it misapplied. We've had it misspoken to us. And I just want to talk about it real briefly. It's just a practice of giving from our abundance. It's just a practice of giving from our abundance. And if we feel the feelings of anger and obligation and all that sort of stuff and guilt and all that, we mix that in with our giving, and then that's what we're giving. That's what we're getting more of. So take a breath with me. So we give from and as love. We give from and as love when we give. And we give with a purpose. We give with a purpose to express more love. Some of you have, have heard this story from me before, but when I was a practitioner, one student up in Seattle, CSL Seattle, <clears throat> there was a wicked, evil, terrible minister up there. Her name is Kathy Ann Lewis. <laughs> and she required that the practitioner students by week 23 of year one tithed. Required tithing. Now, I've hauled out Eric Butterworth's Spiritual Economics, chapter 11, on tithing, where it says you cannot require a person to tithe. You should not do it out of obligation. And I knew that she was wrong. I was right. Right? (laughs) That was a joke from last night. I was right. I was right. Do you think it got me anything? Kathy Ann, when she wants to be, is an immovable force. Now, I thought about, you know, I was told at the end of track one that I needed to get my tithing consciousness in alignment. Get it together, right? And I thought about going down to Santa Rosa to finish my practitioner studies. My kids lived down in Petaluma. I was good friends with Reverend Edward down there. I liked the church. And so I, I, I applied for jobs down the Santa Rosa area. Do you think I got a nibble on anything? Nope. Because the universe said, you're going to stay here in Seattle and you're going to work through this. And I finally, after wrestling with this and wrestling with this and justifying and being right, and I'm good at being right sometimes. None of you could figure that out about me, but I'm good at being right sometimes. I finally was reduced to being on my knees. Not necessarily physically, but emotionally. I finally said, I'm willing to shift. God, I know you have called me to be a practitioner, and I get it that I'm called to be a practitioner here in this center. Make it easy. Make it easy. 
three weeks later, I had a person that I was talking with. She and her husband owned a condo on Alki, luxury, three-bedroom, two-bath, jetted tub, marble entryway condo on Alki. And she said, you know, we're moving out of that for a year. We really need somebody to come in and live there for us, That somebody with your kind of consciousness, somebody kind of just like you. And, and do you know anybody who would be interested in that? I said, how much do you want them to pay you for rent? And she said, $1,000 a month. This thing on the market would have gone for 2500 but they were doing construction around the, they were replacing the siding on it. That's why they wanted to move out of it for the construction noise because they worked out of their home. And I said, well, that's more than I can afford. She said, how much are you paying for rent now? I said, seven fifty. And I was praying, by the way, simultaneously for a bigger place than I was at. Okay. And she said, how about $500 a month and you do a little bit of work for us on the side? They're going to be about a mile down the street. I said, done deal. All of a sudden, I've got $250 a month more in my pocket. I moved from a place that was basically not in a great shape in, in the North Seattle, right off of Aurora Avenue, for those of you who know that area. <clears throat> not the best of neighborhoods. My car was the cheapest car in the underground parking lot, by a lot. And so I moved into this. My cat, my cat used to run away from home every single time I moved, right? I walked out of the place, I returned the truck, I came back, and there's my cat just laying on the marble floor in heaven, <laughs> right? I just view right up Alki, right up the, the sound. You know, when they wrapped the building, I just said, okay, I got the best view in the world right outside my front door, so I went out and walked two miles along the Alki Trail every single day, which is good for me. And by the way, I walked out of that conversation, walked through the breezeway at CSL Seattle. The other thing that had been a challenge for me in Prac 1 was there was an ex-girlfriend in there who was not speaking to me for the entire Prac 1. And as I walked out, one of my other students said, by the way, have you heard she's not going to Prac 2? It's like the two biggest obstacles I, I you know, had in my way just dissolved. And tithing became easy. It became easy. And so if it's a struggle, just ask. You know, Spirit, I want to be more in alignment with the flow of good in my life. Make it easy. If the universe says yes, and that's your question, it's going to say yes. See, most of us sit there and go, well, tithing's hard. Let me, you know, and it's intended to kind of, you know, 10% is enough to usually get our attention, right? It's enough to sometimes trigger off that fear of lack and not enough. And so if I will sit back and get out of that and say, okay, look, I know there's an infinitely abundant universe. I may not experience that. I may not believe that yet, but I'm willing to. Universe, make it easy. Make it easy for me to experience that. Not just as a theory, but as a practice. You'll find that it will shift. So we don't give to, to bargain. We don't give to get something. We don't give to please God. God's already pleased with you. We don't even give to please the minister. The minister already likes you, whether you tithe, whether you don't. The treasurer and the bookkeeper, I'm not quite so sure about the council president. That's their business. But we don't do it to please, okay? We just give, Eric Butterworth calls um, tithing training wheels to learn how to give with spontaneous, joyful giving. Spontaneous, joyful giving. Isn't that a wonderful way to live in the world? Spontaneously, generously, joyfully giving and receiving, Yes? Yes? Take a breath. We do it for a way to open up, we do it to open up a way for this flow to happen, to continue. We do it to keep ourselves in the flow, otherwise we've got a hose that's kind of clogged on the end because we're not giving. 
You ever seen a hose that's kind of been in the dirt too long, it's clogged in the end? You turn it on full force, and if the dirt is really packed in there, it ain't gonna, nothing's going to flow, right? So we go in, we want to, so tithing is a process to get us to flow. And then lastly, the last dirty letter, last dirty word is an S word. Are you ready? Surrender. For most of us, surrender equals giving up in terms of quitting, feeling of failure. I'm just going to quit. But that's not the surrender we're talking about. We're talking about the surrender into the nature that is our nature. We're talking about shutting up that mind that doesn't want to listen to the master, the infinite power and presence of the universe. We're talking about surrendering, as Michael Beckwith puts it, we surrender into our excellence, our best. So you and I are all spiritual beings, yes? Okay. And so we surrender. Sometimes we forget that because we forget it on the, on the world of the human level. We get so wrapped up that we're human beings having a human experience instead of remembering that we're spiritual beings having spiritual experiences in human form. That's who we are. But when we get caught up in the, in the stuff of the day, we forget that. And so this is letting go of that stuff. This is surrendering into our excellence. This is thy will, not mine, be done. In the 12-step program, there's a fabulous saying that says, my best thinking got me here. My best thinking got me here, which means into a 12-step program, which usually means a pathway of, of wrecked life, wrecked relationships, all sorts of stuff before we get in there. My best thinking did that for me. Am I willing to surrender to a higher power? Am I willing to let go and and stop saying that I control things? Am I willing to be happy instead of right? (laughs) Roman last night shared an experience in his life where he got to have that answer that question. Would I rather be right or would I rather be happy? And fortunately for everybody, he chose happy. I've chosen happy. And so we surrender that need to be right. We surrender and let go of that. We surrender the belief that I can control things so we can truly trust the universe and we can experience that universe. We can't truly experience that we can trust it until we surrender into it, until we let go. And we start to co-create, we start to dance with the universe. And we learn that we can trust it as a power. We both participate in that co-creation. We have to do something. We have to be the being of it. We have to be the kinetic energy, and we also listen to that infinite presence. We have to do the yin-yang, as the Taoists put it, the yin-yang, the, the masculine, feminine, the giving, receiving, the in, the out. We have to do that. So our five steps are gratitude, which is we give out. Setting intentions, we give in to that which wants to be birthed through us. Forgiveness of others, we give away. We give away old hurts and old grudges. We say, you know what, I'm tired of carrying that junk around with me anymore. We forgive ourselves, which is giving up. We give up self-blame, shame, guilt, and judgment. It's been said that if there was no judgment, there would be nothing to forgive. Take that in for a moment. If there was no judgment, there would be nothing to forgive. We practice tithing, which is giving back. And we practice surrender, which is giving over. So as we live more fully in this abundance, this infinite abundance, we give glory to life. We express that nature of life more fully. And that's, that's what I invite you to do this week, is to let yourself move in that, in that experience. Two practices I invite you to do this week. Number one is continue what we did last week. 
contemplate the infinite nature of abundance of the universe. Notice it. Pay attention to it. It's good to know that it's there. It's good to see us all around it because it helps us to trust it and to know that it's there. And then the other thing the practice is, pick one of those five gifts, giving, intentions, forgiveness, tithing, or surrender. Pick one that pushes your button, not the easiest one. Pick one that pushes your button and take it on and work with it this week. Play with it this week. Are you willing to do those two practices? I know that it'll shift your, your life if you do, because it shifts mine. I'm going to close with a quote from Ernest Holmes, and then we'll do a prayer. Ernest says, there is a law that backs up the vision. I want to speak for just a moment, because people say, what is, what, what is that law thing? It sounds like authority. Law is simply like the law of gravity, the law of the universe, the law of nature. If I plant a daffodil bulb in my yard, and I provide it with enough you know, proper nourishment and nurturing, the law is going to transform that daffodil bulb into... A daffodil. If I look at the bulb, does it look like a daffodil when I look at the bulb? No. It helps if I have the package and it shows a picture. This is what you're going to get. But it still doesn't show the exact one I'm going to get, right? Okay. The law is that within that which knows how to grow a bulb into the flower, knows how to grow an acorn into an oak tree. That's the law that he refers to. It's just that process. That process. And so he says there's a law, there's a process that backs up the vision, and it's immutable. It's not changeable. It always works. Gravity doesn't care if if I drop something. It doesn't care if it's a dollar item or a thousand dollar item. It's going to work the same way, right? Okay. There's a power transcendent beyond our needs, our little wants. Demonstrating a dime is good if one needs it, or healing oneself of a pain is certainly good if one has it. But beyond that, at the real feast, at the tabernacle of the Almighty, in the temple of the living God, in the banquet hall of heaven, there is something beyond anything that you and I have touched. Find 1,000 people who know that and use it, and the world will no longer be famished. Breathe that in. If I really get, if we really get, and that's my intention for this community, by the way, is that we are that, which knows that and uses it. This idea that there is an infinite presence that we can use and apply in our lives. Let's move into prayer. And so knowing there is this one presence, whether we call it God, Spirit, Allah, the infinite one, the Tao, the Buddha mind, whatever we call it, there is this one, one presence, one mind, one love, one beingness. We are one of it. Because it's infinite, there's nothing outside of it, so we must be one of it. We must be inside of it. We are a drop in the ocean and the ocean in a drop. We are that love. We are that peace. We are that wholeness. We are that beauty right here, right now. Right now. Not someday, now. And so I speak my word that we get that, we live it, we apply it, we take this knowing about and move it into a knowing, into a living, into a being, the change we want to see. And I know that it is done unto us as we believe. And so as we say yes to that, as we say yes to that power, yes to that nature of God, as we focus it, as we become meaningfully specific instead of wandering around as generalities. 
That we create lives we love for ourselves and everything and everyone around us. We shift the consciousness of the world. God plus one is majority. We have the ability to shift the consciousness of the world and we say yes. We have the ability to shift the experience of our lives and we say yes. We have the experience to be the truth that we are gods on earth. And this earth is heaven as much as anywhere else. And we say, yes. And so in gratitude, in gratitude for this yes, in gratitude for this spirit that is this abundance, that is this infinite love, this infinite life, and in gratitude for our yes, and the conduit, the opening that that creates for it to manifest in form in our lives, in the lives of others, in the lives of this world, I am so, so, so very grateful. And so I release this word into that law, that process, that knows exactly how to move it into form and expression in each of our lives, right here, right now. And it does so because just because that's its nature and because we have declared it to be so and the universe has no choice but to say yes. And so we affirm that by saying, and so it is. Bless you.